Well, back together again as the Christ Journey family, thank you for connecting with us once again. And from our house to your house, we pray God's blessing, that you will experience his love, that you'll experience his truth that will bring you to greater freedom. And on this, especially this day, however you are engaging the crisis at hand, may you know God's grace to be sufficient in your life. Now, you know, I loved reading Dr. Seuss books when I was a kid. Um, maybe you did too. The Cat in the Hat, Green Eggs and Ham. And if you've never heard of Dr. Seuss, maybe you've heard of this, How the Grinch Stole Christmas. That was his story. Now, one of the last, the, actually the last book published in his lifetime was about the journey and challenges of life and how to face them entitled, Oh, the Places You Will Go. Now, the reason I'm bringing him up is because, I don't know if you know this, but the New Testament is the Oh, the Places You Will Go book from God for his children. Did you know that? It's written to help people be inspired to take on the challenges and the journey of life by growing to their full redemptive potential in Christ. That's what spiritual growth does grows us into our full redemptive potential in Christ. God wants every one of his children to grow spiritually by letting the sacred increase its space in your life. Spiritual growth is letting God's sacred increase its space in your life. And when it does, oh, the places you will go with God. Now, one of the things I want us to consider today is that progress always involves process. Progress involves process. It's that way with plants. Now to help us out, help us out I wanna share some of my uh, wonderful artwork with you. This is hand-drawn uh, right here in the White House with my own uh, black Sharpie. So from, but plant life shows us that progress involves process. From seeds to sprout to uh, stem to leaf, to flower. It's that way with animal life. Oh my goodness, look at this. It just gets better, doesn't it? Whether it's egg to caterpillar to cocoon to winged wonder, or if you prefer egg, larva, pupa, adult, animal life the same way, or whether it just comes to you going through your everyday times of life, every day as darkness yields to dawn, to sunrise, to high noon, and then afternoon heat yields to sunset, dusk, and dark once again. Progress involves process. And it's that way with most things, isn't it? I mean, whether you're running a race, on your mark, get set, go. That's the process. Or whether you're shooting a gun, ready, aim, fire or whether you're crafting a message or writing a book or composing an opera, progress follows process. It's that way in life and it's that way in human life, in physical development as well. So, oh my, I'm telling you, these drawings just become more and more meaningful, don't they? So with, adult, with, with human life development, from newborn to infant, to child, to adolescent, to a full-grown human being. Progress involves process. But not only, God not only designed humans for physical development, but also for spiritual development and growth. So that what the evil one 
tried to steal from us through sin and death, God has more than replaced through the gift of salvation we have in Christ. So when we receive God's gift of salvation, God's life in Christ, his plan is that we grow, that we grow spiritually. So the apostle Peter wrote about this, writing to believers in the first century, 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 18, grow in grace and in knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The apostle John wrote about it in his letter. 1 John chapter 2 challenges believers to grow from their infancy in the faith, to become warriors in the faith, to then become mentors or fathers, parents in the faith. How does that happen? Well, in his gospel, John chapter 1 verse 16, he says, from God's fullness, we have all received grace upon grace. So we grow by grace. We don't earn it, it, we don't merit it, but God gives us favor to grow. Paul, the apostle Paul, says, 2 Corinthians chapter 3, 18, we are being transformed, we're being changed, growing from glory to glory, from glory to glory to glory, by the Spirit of the Lord. So this graduating growth, we grow in glory. And then Paul writes a lot about spiritual maturity in his letters, about believers growing spiritually. In Romans chapter 8, verse 29, he tells us that God's purpose, God's goal in bringing salvation to you is that you be conformed to the likeness of his Son. Now, conformed here means to share the same inner essence. Imagine to share the identity and nature. The Greek word is symorphos. Now, that just means with morphing. You hear it in there, right? Inward morphing. That's like what happens to us in our mother's wombs. Inward morphing. And God's goal for each of his children is that we would, be, that we would morph into our full redemptive potential in Christ. Spiritual growth. And this is God's commitment. So that's God's goal. This is God's commitment. Philippians chapter 1, verse 6. He who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion. So what does that good work look like? Today, we're talking about process. Progress always involves a process. Now, if grace and glory and conformed and all these words sound like, whoa, wait a minute. That's part of spiritual growth is learning the meaning of these words. And we're going to unpack that as we go. But progress involves a process. Grace upon grace upon grace, changing us from glory to glory to glory as we grow in grace and in knowledge in knowing, but not just head knowledge. That word means we learn it by heart. We live it. We experience it in our lives. So we are being morphed spiritually by the fullness of God. Now, you need a moment? <clears throat> I think maybe I do. Just catch your breath. Let it settle in. I mean, that's a lot, isn't it? It, it, uh, it led me to this inspired work. Ha! <laughs> It's mind-blowing. If those concepts sound grand and soaring and mind-blowing, by the way, you know, this is a, a little, happy little guy whose head just exploded. That's what I was going for here. 
Um, if you have to explain art, it's probably not good, but that's what I'm trying to help you see here is uh, the mind-blowing concept. This is what the Holy Spirit, well, here's what it means, that being a Christian is so much more than simply having your ticket to heaven when you die. Sim it's so much more than getting fire insurance from hell when you die. What it means is receiving and unleashing God's spiritual potential in you as through growing by grace in glory, you are morphed into spirit maturity. It's spiritual growth. Now, maybe you're not a believer and you're checking us out today and you're wondering, well, what's in this for me? I gotta tell you, I believe there's something here for everybody. I believe that as each of us become aware of the spiritual potentials of what spiritual growth looks like, that the benefits become clear as well. So check me on that as you listen today. You will be informed, you will be inspired, you will be helped, you will be stretched. Your capacities will be stretched to enlarge to a larger capacity. This is what Paul, I think, was mentioning when he said in Ephesians chapter 3, verse 19, Paul calls it being filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Mind-blowing. And yet that can happen to you. Sacred space isn't some place out there in the universe where you experience the universe. Sacred space isn't just Jesus Christ as God in the flesh come into this time and earth to give himself for us and on the cross and rise from the dead for us. Sacred space is you created in the image of God, now redeemed by the Spirit of God to be the temple of God, the place where God lives by His Spirit, where God is now making more room for Himself in you as you grow spiritually. That's the process of uh, fulfilling your redemptive potential. That's your full redemptive potential. Spiritual growth is the process by which God makes more room for himself in you. Now, what that means is how can you know you're growing spiritually? Well, you're experiencing more of God in you, in your spirit. And God wants to increase sacred space in you, and that means increasing capacity for more of God's self enlarging you from within. Now, that's still a lot of words, isn't it? What does it look like? Well, it's a process, remember. I'm gonna take a swing at it, though. And uh, you may never have seen anything like this. You may never have considered it, but I've got chapters and references for later when we unpack this in greater detail for today. All I want you to see is the concept. What does progress look like in spiritual growth? And it looks like this. It looks like rising, rising to greater depths. It means moving higher and going deeper at the same time, which enlarges your capacity as a human being made in the image of God and now redeemed by Christ, filled with his spirit, enlarging your capacity. One, one thing that dawned on me um, in my deep study of the book of, of the Beatitudes, not the book, but the Beatitudes for my book, Upside Down Kingdom, is that there 
is there a continuum of spiritual growth and development. There's a process that shows your progress in growing toward Christ's likeness as God makes himself more, uh, more room inside of you than he enlarges sacred in your space. And what does it look like? Well, it looks like this. Consider this, okay? It looks like, now don't be distracted by this and don't, don't get lost in it. It's just, grow, it looks like growing from spiritual birth to becoming a spiritual, reproducing, responsible adult. That's what this is about. All I've done is chart rising growth from being a spiritual newborn to being a reproducing, responsible, spiritual adult. And then we, I just put it on a scale of one to 10. From one to 10, a scale toward Christ-likeness. Christ-likeness is the goal, and what I've done is just name some stages of spiritual progress through a process of spiritual growth. And my conviction is this, every believer is on this chart somewhere. You're on here right now. Now you may be stalled, you may be stuck, but you're on here somewhere. That's my contention, so think with me about that. Because what God's goal is, is that you become a fully developed follower that's reflecting Christ's likeness in you. But to get there, we grow through a process of stages of spiritual growth toward Christ's likeness. So where are you? That's the question. Let's just go through the stages real quick. Are you newborn? Newborn means you've just received Jesus Christ as your savior. You've opened your life to him in the forgiveness of sins and you've asked him to come into you. Maybe you haven't even been baptized yet, but you have invited Christ to come alive inside of you. That's newborn. What's infant? Well, infant, you can tell you're a spiritual infant if you know you need care, you need feeding, you need love of a parent and family. Basically, infants need everything done for them, right? Well, spiritually, this is why God gives us a group. This is why we have a church family, because families help us through our infancy. What about stage three? Level three, toddler. How do you know you're a toddler, a spiritual toddler? Well, you're still not feeding yourself yet, right? You're not necessarily taking care of all your own business yet. No, you need, you need somebody to help you. You're still being fed. So these early stages are all feed me stages. Feed me stages. They're also clean me, dress me, eat, um, uh, love me, enjoy me. These are wonderful stages of, of a toddler's life physically, but also a spiritual toddler. I love being around spiritual toddlers because everything is so new and exciting to them. It's like, oh my goodness, uh, I'm learning my first words to pray. I'm learning my, I'm taking my first steps in faith. And it's so exciting to be around spiritual toddlers. How do you know you're one? You're still not feeding yourself, but you're leaning and learning from others in a strong way. Okay, what about the fourth level? How do you know you're a child? Well, you're learning to feed yourself. <laughs> you're dressing yourself. You're learning how to walk and talk in the spirit for yourself, how to take steps of faith and how to pray to God. And this is like a look what I can do stage of spiritual development. Whoa, God hears my prayers. God answered my prayer. God is using my story. And it's like, oh, this is so wonderful. Okay, that's spiritual childhood. Now, what does a spiritual preteen look like? Well, much like a child, except um, as a preteen, you're 
your gifts and your passions start to emerge and you realize that something is lighting you up on the inside that is something you like to do and it really makes a difference for other people too. And so you start trying it out. Now, so if spiritual childhood is like learning how to walk, then spiritual pre-teenage her, or what is that, pre-teenagehood, what do we call that, is like riding a bicycle or riding a skateboard. You know, it's a little more risky, but it requires all the skills that you've been learning in order to do it. Same thing with spiritual, uh, entering spiritual teen years. You put your energies to work. You're learning your new skills, you're applying your new skills, but you're also starting to dream about, wow, what could God do with me? Does God have a dream for my life? But you are feeding yourself every day. That's a big definer. And, um, and as you do, you're gaining more and more knowledge that's translating into truth in your life. Okay, what about an adolescent stage? How do you know you're a spiritual adolescent? Well, you're taking risks for God. That's a great differentiator here. Spiritual teenagers are willing to put into application the truth that they've learned from God, even when it feels a little risky, like maybe starting to really trust God with your money or really try to share your faith or you're pushing the edge on forgiving somebody and loving somebody that may not seem that lovable to you. This is young David challenging Goliath with his sling. This is, now you're dressing yourself, but you're dressing yourself in your Ephesians 6 armor, your warrior wardrobe. And then you're taking the sword of the spirit because you're learning how to fight for right in the best way. You're finding your fight for right. So when you feed yourself, you tend to feed yourself on faith heroes that are models and examples for you. And then you start praying like this, Lord, it's not just a dream out there. You're saying, Lord, what could you do with me? I want my life to count. And, and so you, this is, are you a spiritual adolescent? Are you finding your edge? Are you pushing the envelope for God? Are you obeying him in risky ways? But listen, this is also, uh, tends to be a time when you think you're smarter than your teachers, smarter than your spiritual parents, smarter than your pastors. You know, Paul wrote about it in his letters. This is when you start to say things like, you know, the pastor's really not feeding me. And actually you may be right because God is doing something to create discontent and distaste in you. Why? Because God wants to show you how spiritual adults eat. Level seven, spiritual adulthood. How can you tell you are a spiritual adult? Well, Jesus said in John chapter four, verse 34, my meat, you ever said, oh man, the pastor he's just given milk, he needs to give me some more meat. Okay, what did Jesus say the meat is that he was eating? My meat is to do the will of God. So you know you're a spiritual adult when you're starting to get nourished from doing the word, from doing the will of God, and it becomes a way of life. Self-care is very much a part of doing adult faith. Uh, loving yourself isn't indulgence here, it's self-discipline, and it's a sign of spiritual maturity. Hebrews 5 verse 14 says, the mature by constant use have trained themselves to distinguish good from evil. 
That means making good decisions, not evil ones, is something that adults do, spiritual adults. It's a sign of maturity. Spiritual adults seek to do the right thing in the right way at the right time as a way of life. Not just when they feel like it, and not just every now and then, like a child or a teenager might do. But no, this is disciplining yourself to do it all the time, spiritual adulthood. And then the next level, are you a spiritual adult, by the way? Or spiritual parent? Now we're moving to level eight. What does this stage say? Well, what's the difference between a spiritual adult and a parent? Well, one clear thing is a spiritual parent has children in the faith, right? A spiritual parent has spiritual kids, which means that you, if you're a spiritual parent, you've led somebody to Christ, you've shared your story, you've shared the gospel, you've prayed with them to receive Christ. Spiritual parents have kids in the faith and that they're helping now to grow in the faith. Are you a spiritual parent? Spiritual parents are those who have followed Jesus and become fishers of men, like Jesus was. And then, level nine, what's a spiritual grandparent? Well, this is where parenting becomes grander. <laughs> you have kids in the spirit who have spiritual kids. Oh my goodness, that's like multiplication, isn't it? Your spiritual kids now have spiritual kids. Your child in the faith now has a child in the faith, and probably because they learned how to share the faith from you. They learned how to share the gospel, how to share their story, how to lead somebody to prayer and faith in Christ, and then how to get started in their own spiritual journey. And, um, and that's what a spiritual grandparent does. Are you a spiritual grandparent? Have you led somebody to Christ who has led somebody to Christ? And now it's starting to multiply in your life? And then the, the upper level here, I've just simply called Godparent. I mean, these are all multiplier mentor ranges in the faith. The early stages are feed me stages. Feed me, feed me. The upper stages are lead me stages. Lord, lead my life. Lead me to make an impact on others. Lead me to love others the way you've loved me. Eight, nine, and 10 especially are about being reproducing, responsible adults who help others find and follow Christ. Does that make sense? So, <laughs> do you see yourself? Where is the sacred making space in you right now? Now, Paul spoke as a spiritual godparent in 1 Corinthians 9, verse 22. This is what he says, I become all things to all men so that by all possible means I might save some. His reach has now embraced a world in need. His life is on mission for God. Every relationship, every place is a space for the sacred in his life. And you know, it was also Paul who wrote this. When I was a child, I thought as a child. I spoke as a child. But when I, by the way, there's nothing wrong with being a child. When a child is what you are. Man, celebrate it and, and rejoice in it and embrace it. But then he writes, when I became a man, 1 Corinthians 13, 11, when I grew up in the Lord, I reasoned like a man. I put childish ways behind me, not childlike ways. We always have the faith of a child. 
but I put childish ways behind me. Now we're gonna unpack this more in our next series, but for now, all I want you to see is that God wants to increase your capacity for himself, and he does it as we grow through stages of spiritual development. Progress involves a process. Just as there are stages of physical growth, there are also stages of spiritual growth. And do you know what the key growth hormone in the spirit is for your spiritual development? It's Christ in you. Colossians 1.27, Paul says, Christ in you is your hope of glory. By grace, we receive Christ, and now he starts growing us in glory to become like him. But how do you partner with God to grow in grace and glory? Now, we're gonna get into this in the next series, but the simple answer is by faith that obeys. How do I obey God? I learn how to enact my will to align to his want in my life. You enact your will to follow Jesus. Not just find him, but now follow him. And we follow him in how we think and in what we do in our lives. Jesus taught us to pray like this, your will be done. Not my will, but your will be done. So the focus is on doing the will of God in all of our lives and in my life. And that's the master key to rising to greater depths. Faith that obeys. And it increases sacred space in your life. More about that in the series to come. Now, in the Chronicles of Narnia, Queen Lucy makes this observation. In our world too, a stable once had something inside it that was bigger than our whole world. You know what she was speaking of was Jesus Christ in the stable at Bethlehem, the infinite one, expressing himself through the finite. But you know what? When Christ is alive in you, your inside has the potential capacity to be bigger than our whole world. Christ in you, a God-sized capacity, able now to be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Boom! What is that? Now, God has to open our eyes to understand this. But why would anybody want to settle for anything less than that? if that could be your future. So let me ask you, where are you in your growth? Do you see yourself here? Where do you wanna be? What, what would your next step be? Where would God like to take you? Oh, the places you will go. When you let God help you grow, and then to the whole world you show everything that he is helping you to know. Would you pray with me? Let's bow together. If you're a believer, I invite you to pray this. Lord, I invite you to let your sacred fill my space right now. 
Just pray it again. Lord, I invite you to let your sacred fill my space and invite God to fill all of you. And then listen. Listen to the Spirit for the who, the what, and the how. Who's coming to mind? Is a person coming to mind? Who is it? What, what is God wanting to do there? And then how? How can you trust him in doing it? And now say, Lord, may your will be done in my life. I receive it in Jesus' name. Now, if you're new to the faith, then maybe this is the prayer for you. God, if you're real, show me. I'm open. God, if you're real, show me. I'm open. Or maybe for you, it's time to pray this. Lord Jesus, come into my life. Forgive my sin and lead me as I turn from my way, learn to follow your way, and grow to be like you. Thank you for coming into my life. In your name I pray. Amen. It's always exciting to see how God is taking us higher and growing us deeper in our community. Here's Lily to tell you about it.